thank you so much for joining us in the BRM Brownback session. I'm your host, Suresh GP. Today, we are in episode number 25 of the uh, Business Relationship Management Brownback series. So this is our commitment towards the single global BRM community, where we share real-world experience from practitioners who are day in and day out doing great job as a business relationship manager and can inspire the rest of the BRMs to do things better. So today, we ha I have an esteemed guest and a good friend, Jeremy Byrne, uh, joining us all the way from UK. Uh, as He's the senior IT business partner at Rolls-Royce and a master business relationship manager, a very passionate business relationship manager over the years. And we thought it is time to hear from him on his experience, on his journey on business relationship management. So let's go ahead and welcome. Welcome, Jeremy. I hope you're doing well and staying safe. Thank you, sir. Yes, I'm doing well. I'm staying safe. And uh, thank you for the wonderful introduction there. It's great to talk to you again. So, Jeremy, uh, in terms of uh, business relationship management and as a business relationship manager, how was your journey? How did you get started off? In the in the in the role of a BRM, that will be a very interesting uh, one to know for our viewers. Yeah, no problem at all. So it started off um, about well before I was a BRM, I was a IT technical person. So I sure. came from a technical background, doing IT support, looking after desktops and servers and developing and doing all those wonderful techie things. But after a while, I started drifting over into management. And then from management, there was kind of there was a bit of a gap there uh, where I was working. I was working at Loughborough University in the UK, and there was a gap and a disconnect between what IT was doing and what the business actually wanted. And so, there came then looking around online and talking to my peers and things like that. We identified that the gap was business relationship management. So set up the function there. It was just me at first, just me on my own. And the first thing I did was uh, go on Google and look for best practices, look for templates, guides, things like that. And I stumbled across the BRM Institute and the BRM Institute had just been formed. It was less than a year old. So I started firing them off questions and looking on the website and trying to ask them all different things. And um, I was talking to them back and forth so much that they're saying, look, you, you're really passionate about this and we're all in America. We want to be global. So do you want to come and join us? Do you want to help get more involved and things like that? So I said, yes, definitely. And uh, I flew out to America and went to the, the very first conference in Portland and uh, right. the 10-year anniversary one, I think, yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so I was there at the beginning of that, um, and and that's where it all started, really. So it started there, um, and from there, I met everybody in the community and got all inspired from the speakers and things like that, you know, how we do, and came back full of ideas, went back and, you know, said, you know, we, we were just trying to connect this up, just trying to connect what they want to what we're doing, but we could do so much more. You know, we can build this strategic partnership. We can, you know, we could grow this together and we can become this, deliver so much more value than we'd actually initially thought. So uh, I went back with all those ideas and started implementing them. And I think I stayed there for about eight years doing that. And it grew and it sw switched and changed and rebranded. And we brought people in and we had communications as part of us, training business analysts and PMO links and architecture links and all these different links and ways of working that we developed over time and built up the maturity, 
started off you know from nothing but went up that maturity ladder to becoming that trusted advisor and then ultimately strategic partner of some business unit areas and it was always mixed you know there was always some who just wanted you to just deliver the basics and go away and there's others who really saw the value and understood it and grasped it so um yeah really fulfilling really great time there at Loughborough for those eight years getting that functioning and developing it over the time um and then after that so then um well actually while I was still doing that Loughborough piece um towards the end I was still involved with the community a lot so I stayed in contact with the BM Institute kept going to the conferences kept joining the communities trying to raise the profile in the UK reaching out to all the other UK people and as part of that um it became apparent that there was a, a kind of gap in the training market for it as well and one of the people I met at these conferences was a company called IT Winners and they said we're doing global training so if you want to be our UK trainer you can be we'll help you get accredited and then if you've got time you could take time off your day job and go and deliver some training so I did that I uh, I got my BRMP I got my CBRM and then I started then I got accredited to trade BRMP and train CBRM things like that and I started going around and I found those so rewarding because I'd go out sometimes I'd go out places sometimes they'd come to me sometimes be online things like that um but yeah from delivering those courses to get 10 people or 15 people in a room all different BRMs all different companies all different backgrounds all different levels of maturity different stages of their journey and just to tell them the best practices and then hear their stories back and just us talking about how best to implement that in the real world what does it mean for them and how will it make a difference to them and things like that so as i was giving this teaching i was learning so much more back from it as well so and it's right. always the way with teaching and with the community stuff the more you put in the more you get back you know and that's what we always tell people you should try and you know get involved more because it's really beneficial to everyone and to yourself so yeah i was doing that training um and then um then kind of covid happened and it kind of everything shut down um went working from home and as part of that i did some training courses online which were okay you know it's not quite the same but still good but you know right. i prefer it in person um but then job opportunities started coming up and people started looking a bit further afield because you know if i could work from home most of the time right. that long commute isn't so bad anymore and things like right. that so um everyone started looking and our UK community was really good in this way. We kept sharing job opportunities. We kept reaching out to the community if we had a vacancy. So we had a lot of people in our community just swapping around and moving around and progressing up and getting promoted and things like that. So I took that opportunity then and uh, moved across to Rolls-Royce. And that was uh, just under two years ago now. Uh, started at Rolls-Royce and I've gone from a small local university big campus, big university, you know, they've still got a lot going on, but to Rolls-Royce, a global company, right? you know, huge, huge amounts of money, you know, everything, all my projects now have a couple of extra zeros on the end and things <laughs> like that, right. you know, um, and, and it's a totally new sector as well. I've been doing education and teaching and learning and research and all these things for so long. And now I'm in, you know, manufacturing, engineering, right. things like that, because it's uh, Rolls-Royce. So a lot of people think they do the, the cars, but it's uh, it's aeroplanes and it's submarines and it's, you know, defense contracts yeah. and things like that. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a completely different uh, industry as well. 
so that was then it was kind of then I kind of put the training on the back burner to focus more on Rolls Royce uh, as a day job, and that was yeah just learning this new industry. And I was kind of I always say this is kind of there's three aspects to the BRM kind of there's your for an IT BRM this is there's sure. your IT knowledge which used to be high started dipping a bit as I get less technical <laughs> I get further away from it. Nice. Uh, then there's your business knowledge. Uh, which used to be high, and then it would drop right down when I moved to Rolls Royce. I got to build that up, and then there's your BRM knowledge, you know. Right. And that was that was where I was an expert in the BRM. I was okay in IT, and then I just dropped right off a cliff on the the industry knowledge and the business knowledge. Right. So I spent the first year just building that up, sharing all my BRM best practices, using my IT knowledge and skills to identify opportunities and things like that, and add a bit of value where I could um and did that and hit the ground running with in that respect and managed to then get promoted after about 10 months to go from a business partner to a senior business partner right get a wider remit get a bigger area to look after um and then yeah that's where i am today and i'm, I'm still doing i still did a couple of training courses here and there uh for the cbrm level um because that's the one i find the most rewarding and I did do a bit of consultancy at one point, but um, generally, the Rolls Royce day job is full time, takes my full concentration. And that's what what's what I'm really passionate about, trying to excel in that that new e role now. Excellent. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for running us through the memory lane of how things were working and how you got invested. It's also great that I see that over the last eight, nine, ten years now. Like for example, if it's 2014, it's going to be about nine years, ten years now that you have actually invested your time and effort in playing diversified roles in, in how things are operating. So, so that's, that's great. Um, so where do you, um, I mean, what's the scope from a BRM in the manufacturing side? You know, people tend to associate business relationship management for uh, certain ways, but they don't really see how that applies in a manufacturing world. So can you kind of tell us, from an automotive manufacturing engineering world, how BRM fits in? Yeah, sure. So one one of the things was um, because I was so heavily involved in the UK community, talking to all the different people and all the different job roles, meeting them through training, through conferences, through events, just through working groups and LinkedIn groups and being on the on online campus on the BRM Institute. Um, what I learned was I was learning about all the different levels of maturity of the functions in all the different companies. And I knew people at Rolls-Royce and I knew that they were really mature in their function there right. um, because they were working, they were in the senior leadership teams. They were doing five-year plans. They were doing strategy and things like that. Things which I've been working towards and I got there in some areas and didn't in other areas. But so I knew that that move across to Rolls-Royce, I was coming in at that senior level. It was a recognized senior role. Moving across to Rolls-Royce, I knew it was a senior role. Um, it was well-respected. It was already in the the senior leadership teams kind of, it's, it's a strange setup there. They've got the business, they've got a digital team and they've got an IT team. And we're in the digital team in the business, separate to IT. So we're more embedded in the business. We're closer to the business than we are to IT, uh, but it's still well-respected across the board. Um, so I knew that coming across, that that's where it was going to be positioned. So coming into that role, it was great to come in there and just be able to just work strategic straight from the off and look at those five-year plans, 
working out the investments, working out the value, making sure it's all aligned, making sure that we are delivering the maximum we can do. Yeah. And one of the things, Jeremy, that is very interesting when I reached out to you was you are pretty different in the sense that you're not only a practicing BRM, um, you're doing a lot of training, coaching, but also community involvement. So what was your drive when you actually got involved to the greater extent? You know, um, what, what did you learn from this whole part and particularly on the community building exercise, you know, building the maturity models, getting everybody onto the same page, um, being a vice chair for, for the leadership council and, and a lot of these roles that you played around, how much did it impact you and what was the drive for you to go beyond just the training? I mean, beyond your day job to really go and put that extra effort. Yeah. So initially it was that, it was that spark from that very first conference, you know, going to that very first BRM Connect World Global Conference, seeing the speakers there and them just telling me their stories and them saying, you know, we're from a big global company. We've got a hundred BRMs. I'm like, a hundred BRMs. I'm just one in my company, you know, <laughs> how does that work? You know, right. goes talk to them and getting all their ideas and things like that. And it just helped me go back and just grow and expand so quickly that I was just like all right I want to try and help other people now you know I want to pass this knowledge on I want to give a bit back so I want to take all that that's happening in America and bring it to the UK so it's just that 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 thirst for knowledge and learning but also that 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 want and desire to help everybody else as well and always want you know part of the BRM like lifestyle little commitment is that wanting to help other people exactly that's always what I wanted to do so Coming back to the UK, building up the community, trying to get everybody together. So I've hosted conferences and we've built that up. And now it's kind of at a point now where I can kind of step back a bit and leave it to them. And they're, they're becoming a, a chapter at the Institute and things like that. We've got links with British Computer Society and these other kind of business analysis groups and PM, PPMO best practice groups so we've got the links to the other groups we've got a solid community that continues to grow and evolve and it's just it's just so good that we've now got that community where we can just bounce ideas off each other there's a call every Friday there's one in an hour and a half times today for an hour for anyone right. to drop in and share sure. ideas and things like that so yeah it's just it's just really rewarding and really beneficial yeah and I think you you made a great point when you, when you did some of the teaching and coaching in terms of uh, BRMP and CBRM, you bring in real life uh, experiences and look at them and say, how can you look at this from a different pair of lens altogether? So as we do, you know, the training and consulting, what people value is uh, the real world experience of how you have coached and consulted organizations being the real world, not only the success stories, but also horror stories of how things went bad and some of the challenges. Yeah. So they can pretty much relate to what you're talking about rather than just building some castles. And, and that's a part of the way to, to kind of run through this. Um, and it's also great work, uh, Jeremy, for the UK chapter uh, part of it, because as a mission of the BRM Institute towards single global BRM community, uh, pretty much starting off in the US, it's been US-centric for a long period of time. You know, some of the things that you and I have been doing is specifically focusing on the regions. Like for me, it's the Asia-Pacific uh, community of interest. For you, it's the uh, area of the UK. And, and now I'm seeing there's a lot of people. It's kind of getting the critical mass to uh, push this and, and then move forward on that part. So what's the, what's the take of people who attend these community events? Uh, what kind of feedback have you received for people who attend this conference, online sessions, virtual? How have they been benefited 
when they attend these kind of sessions any any thoughts on that yeah and like you say you make make a good point there sometimes the failure stories hit just as well as the success stories so and we encourage people to share their failure stories and I'll share mine I'll say you know this is where I went wrong and we had to you know rip it up and rebrand <laughs> it and start again and relaunch it and this is you know with these relationship problems and how we got through them or we didn't and you know they continue to today and you know things like yeah. that yeah. so all of that really helps and yeah let's say everybody has the same kind of issues it doesn't matter what industry you're in how big a company you are anything like that you always have very similar issues so by coming together it's that problem shared is a problem halved and we've had it before at the community events speakers are talking and things like that and someone said oh yeah i've had that problem but it, what you're saying that doesn't sound like it'll work for me and gone to one side and spoke to them and said right explain your problem a bit more we've got a whiteboard out and we started drawing diagrams and swim lane diagrams roles responsibilities and how you can do handoffs and giving them copies of templates and artifacts which we think might help and things like that and it's just right. that that community spirit of just everyone wants to help each other and just lift each other up and help them get past the next hurdle and yeah. get the next progression and come up that maturity ladder well, it's also talking about the purpose, right? You know, what's your purpose as a BRM is to impact more BRM. So if everybody in the value chain starts to contribute back to the community of interest to share their best practices and pat them on the back and and, and support them, it will be great. Now, for, for new BRMs, uh, Jeremy, um, what would be your advice? I mean, let's start with the new BRMs. They are budding. They kind of want to do something, right? But they have no idea about it. They're kind of a little bit skeptical about it because it's it's a... It's, it's a big organization, giant organizations. There's a lot of processes and other stuff, and they can get lost in the whole world of how people operate. So what would be your uh, some of the best advices you can give for uh, a new BRM who starts this role um, in, in any of the organization, irrespective of the size in which they operate? Yeah, I mean, the first thing is don't try and run before you can walk. Like, don't try and do everything. Don't try and jump to being a strategic business partner things like that. What you've got to do is you've got to understand the organization, understand the culture, understand the gaps which exist, understand the problems which are there. What are the pain points? What are people suffering with today? When you start out, you've got to build that credibility. So what you need to do is find the pain points, get them resolved. You might play slightly out of position, but if you do, make sure everyone's aware that you are and it's not a long-term permanent thing. You're coming back, you are aiming to be this strategic business partner you might do some tactical stuff at first you might do some you know problem solving and you know things like that just to build up your credibility and build it up like that and then then find out your path one of the best things i've i like to do is do a kind of maturity assessment right on where where are you and I've, i've made one before and i've shared it around it's somewhere on the institute's website i think it's on it willers website there's an excel form with well i've got the brmp and i got all the different areas strategic partnering communication things like that and i wrote some kind of and i used some of their strategic levels and i wrote you know am i doing this am i doing this all the time am i doing it consistently Is, is this bit not happening and i tried to score it off to just kind of benchmark where i am and do some gap analysis and then work out, right, so what's my plan for the year to close those gaps? Uh, so that's another good thing to do is trying to set yourself some kind of benchmark. Where are you today? Where do you want to be in a year, three years, five years? And then how are you going to get there? Whether that's through scoring yourself against the 
the best practices and the models or whether that's making your own up, whatever works for you, whatever's best for the company. Um, but that's a really good one to just say, look, this is where I am. These are the problems I'm solving now, but then that will enable me to do this. And then when I do that, I can move on to that. And then eventually right. I'll be up there and be working at that strategic level. So, and when you look at that five step maturity model going from ad hoc to strategic partner, I always tell people, it's like each rung is a year. Like you can't just jump up, you ad hoc, you know, to order taker. Then you're doing that for a year. Then, then you service provider for a year, and you know, and then you're a trusted advisor for a year. Then you'll be strategic partner. You've got to get up there, do it for a year, prove it, get it solid, and then move up. Don't just go, oh yeah, they, they trust me now. I'll, I'll move to strategic. No, you got to stay trusted. You got to keep it consistent as well. Yeah, no, absolutely true. And 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 bringing the point that you mentioned very clearly about. It, it is not a, it's a kind of a marathon, right? So you spend a lot of time yeah. in every phase. So what kind of skills uh, or competencies that you think a BRM should possess to really be uh, fitting the groove, right? I mean, uh, what, what do you think that are very absolute essential skills that they have to have to, to play the role of a BRM really well for a long run? Because there's a lot of patience that needs to be there for, for a long runway. Huh? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is empathy and communication. It's it's all those great soft skills which are out there, and and you know, there's resources around to to learn and develop them. But a, a lot of people have them kind of naturally, and you know, and I've done it before. I've interviewed for for BRM posts, and some people come in with great technical knowledge, but if they haven't got those soft skills and they don't seem like they're on the journey to learning them, then they're not the best fit for it. So it's mainly around that understanding, empathy, problem solving, um, being able to see the bigger picture, being able to kind of plan and think strategically and kind of take that elevated view and think about, you know, I know what's best for you and I'm trying to do that, but if I can give you 80% and give them 80% and then 80% and do better for the organization as a whole, and show you that organizational value and show report it up and down the chain and make everyone aware, then you should be happy of losing that 20% because you, you're giving it across the board. And it's that those kind of skills which are really, really key to uh, becoming a successful BRM. Excellent. So uh, a couple of last questions is one of the things is, um, so what is what is your journey look like in the next, because you have done now uh, being a part of the university, you have done training, consulting, now we're into the, the the job as a senior IT business partner within Rolls Royce. So, what do you intend to do next? What's what's the journey of Jeremy next? So, I'm, I've really only just started the senior IT business partner role at, at Rolls Royce. So, it's around really developing that and growing that and maturing it and getting it stable. I know I said it is a strategic level, and it is, but there's always more growth and and opportunity to be done. So. You know, there's opportunities around innovation, around you know improving the communication and all these different areas. Such a wide breadth the role covers. There's always progress to be made. So I really want to get embedded there, uh, deliver all that value, show, make improvements, and improve that. That's my my next five years is really just solid, doing that and doing that well. That 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 is my plan. Excellent. So my final question is. Um, as a BRM, how much important has the BRM Institute and the BRM Connect conferences have shaped uh, you? And what would you recommend? Because there's an upcoming BRM Connect conferences coming in Portland. I also did a small clipping on why people have to attend BRM Connect. But 
to to from your point have been invested a lot of time with the BRM institute and other stuff what value do you think BRMs will gain when they are part of the institute and and some of the communities of interest and practice uh, so that uh, there can be a good takeaway for them uh, to enroll themselves in BRM institute memberships and uh, communities of practice yeah like i say it's hugely influential on me and everybody i know who's been to these conferences have said that it's the best conferences i've ever been to right it's not just that they do great content they get great speakers that are really inspiring give you that spark give you all those ideas it's just everybody in the room is a brm and brms want to help each other they want to communicate you know so it's just that whole energy in the room it's just everybody wanting to help each other and just really really invigorates you and really gives you a lot a lot to go on and a lot 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 of takeaways that are really really valuable and like you say signing up to the institute as well means you can continue that when you're not at the conference you can go on to the communities of practice you can talk to people connect to them get all connected on linkedin build up the communities whatever country you're in there's probably already a community there get involved in that because in between the big global world conference happening in november time i think you do local conferences you do local meetups you know sure. we meet up meet up for a drink of some food keep it casual or you do an official event and you bring in speakers and you set your own up and yeah it just found it yeah so beneficial i really really recommend it to everybody excellent jeremy thank you so much for spending time today with uh, other brms of the world as we go on impacting the single global brm community i hope our viewers enjoyed this particular uh, session and i I look forward to seeing you with your more success stories as a business relationship manager, the senior IT business partner at Rolls-Royce. Thank you very much. Thank you too, sir. It's been great talking to you. Thank you. So viewers, it's been great. I hope to see you in our next episode of BRM Brownback series. Until then, keep watching and make sure that you subscribe to our BRM Brownback sessions where we bring in the real world BRMs to share their experiences, insights, and valuable takeaways to make you successful. Uh, signing off, uh, your host, Suresh GP, and look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. Mm -hmm.